Yeah, I was afraid of that. Um, the text is incorrect in the in the body of the bulletin. It is correct on the front page. So the remember that uh, we are alternating throughout this season of Easter tide with the three texts: the Acts text, the First Peter text, and the John text. Today we're going to go to First Peter, but it's going to be First Peter, the second chapter. Um, starting with the second verse. And it sounds like this. Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation... If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, come to him a living stone, though rejected by mortals yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture... See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. This honor, then, is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe. The stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the cornerstone, a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. In order that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people. But now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy. But now you have received mercy. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I'll tell you a little story today. Know that the... Names and details have been changed to protect the innocent. Once upon a time, not so long ago, there was a lovely, lovely young man who was into sports. And his family were sports people. And his family was watching him play his game one day, and it happened to be televised on the local station Some of the grandma's friends were texting about the game and the high school and how close it was. It was one of those nail biters where you just want to play in one of those teams that always is just a little bit better. And just as it seemed like there was no hope for our team, the grandson of the woman that I'm talking about caught the football, jigged and jagged and made two guys miss and ran 50 yards for a touchdown. 
And her friends were texting, yay, yay, yay. And she wrote back, that's our Sam. That's our Sam. I saw that instinctively. I almost started to cry. And it occurs to me, she doesn't say, that's my grandson, or even that's our grandson. She didn't say, that's my daughter's boy. She said, that's our Sam. He has identity as being ours. He's part of the whole family. Our Sam. Later I said to her, was he baptized in this church of ours? She said, oh yes, he was. And I said, that's our Sam. Remember that when we baptize, we promise to raise up those kids like they're they're our own. Our Sam. That kid knows to whom he belongs. He's part of a family where he can fit in and be accepted. And they celebrate his successes, and I bet they even mourn his failures. Although in his young life he hasn't had many. Our Sam. Too many kids in our world today don't have people to say, that's our whomever. They live alone. You've heard my story of the one teacher who talks to me about a child in her classroom who basically is a feral kid, lives on his own. No human being is, is meant to live on our own. And that is, in fact, part of the message of the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter is one of the latest books written in the New Testament. And it's written late enough that the church of Jesus Christ has already started to form and is already starting to face persecution. And as it faces persecution, part of what it, develop, what, part of what it discovers is, first of all, suffering is real. We know that. Community matters. We know that. And looking at the world through the lens of the resurrection changes our whole perspective. As the church is coming together at the time of 1 Peter, Peter is taking the church well into Asia Minor, and he's trying to teach the people there how to be a people of God, even though they have no clue. And even though doing so may cause them great personal suffering. And look at what he says. He says, once you were not a people. Now you are a people. Does that make any sense? 
It does, if you know what he's talking about. The book of 1 Peter has more Old Testament references in it than almost any book in the New Testament. That was hard for me to believe. I learned that this week. I did not know that prior to this. When were the people of God not a people? In Israel, before Moses called them out to go through the wilderness... And what happened in the wilderness? They walked through the wilderness. They went through the wilderness. They lived through the wilderness without food and without water and relying on God for every single thing they had until their identity was so formed as God's people that they could see themselves in no other way. They were not a people. They became a people. Now they are a people of God. The same is true for the church. The church, people in the church once were not part of it. They showed, were showed and accepted God's mercy and became part of it. And now what Peter is trying to do is say to the church, your identity is as God's people. We are God's people. Come together to do God's bidding. Come together to follow God's ways. Come together to learn how to be and do in this world the way God wants us to be and do. That is our identity as church. And if we remember and live in that identity, we face any suffering and any joy. In the same way that that family claimed, that's our Sam. We should claim every baptized child, every baptized person, every person who joins in our midst, every person who walks in our door. We ought to be able to say, that's our Nancy. That's our John. That's our Susan. That's our Fred. Because we are one people of God joined together in a singular identity that marks us as God's resurrection people forever. Thanks be to God. Amen.